Okay, we go to Noah chapter nine. Uh, Noah chapter nine. Ah, Genesis ah. chapter nine. <laughs> Genesis chapter nine, verse one. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth and every bird of the air on all that move on the earth and on all the fish of the sea, they are given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things, even as the green herbs, even as the green herbs, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely for your lifeblood, I will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast I will require it, and from the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you, with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Okay, this is what we call a new beginning. Okay, so Noah inherited the covenant of uh, Adam to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth. And here we see our Lord beginning to teach Noah a God-centered life. And one of the early ordinances is the place of the blood, which was elaborated later, Leviticus 17, 10, and 11. Okay, The life of the flesh is in the blood. No man shall eat any blood. For I have given you the blood upon the altar, to make an atonement for your sin. 
for it is bl the blood that makes atonement for sin. Okay. So now these are the earliest inklings of all these um, doctrines that Moses uh, further elaborated on hundreds of years later. Okay. Also, one of the things that the Lord God Almighty established very early is capital punishment. So sometimes people wonder why Christians support capital punishment. It is because the Bible states it clearly here that a man is created in the image of God. So if you, if you go out of your way to take a man's life, you don't have any reason to keep your own. You know, don't have any reason to keep your own. And there are many people who argue that uh, uh, killing somebody who killed another person will not bring the other person back, but will only lead to the death of two people. So um, they, they feel you should uh, uh, put them into a life sentence and put them away in prison for life. And uh, there have been quite some stories of people who came out of those prisons after 40, 50 years, they become 80 something year old men who spent all their life in jail. Well, I don't know which is better. Um, spending 50 years in jail for killing somebody. Um, first, what they call first-degree murder. In other words, first-degree murder has motive. You wanted to kill the man and you killed him. And the Bible says, uh, uh, um, you shouldn't keep your own life. Anyway, um, some of us go with, with what the Bible says. And then the covenant with the flood about the flood. And God says, never again, never again will the floods rise to destroy all life. Okay, and that's where we have the sign of the rainbow. That every time the rainbow appears in the sky, it is to remind the creator that he has a covenant not just with man, but with all living creatures, okay, that he will no longer destroy the earth. So now, um, let's go to Second Peter 3 and see where Peter connected that. Um, But the day of the Lord, verse 10 says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away to a great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since... Hmm. Oh. Therefore, since all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening 
the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire. The elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, oh, there's a, there's a place where we said that, that the world that was before was destroyed with a flood, and this world is reserved for fire. That's a, a scripture like that. It's not this one. Anyway, um, we'll find it, you know, we'll find it. That brought the two in one, in one passage. So anyway, um, we now know, of course, that uh, the, the world will not be destroyed by the flood. But it's not that the world will not be destroyed. In fact, um, the possibility, the possibility of the world being destroyed by fire is, is more in nature, realistically, than, than the world being destroyed by the flood like happened in the days of Noah. The reason, of course, you know, is that uh, the sun that uh, gives us energy and warmth and everything is a, is a, a roaring volcano. And um, if it moves only one million miles nearer us than it is now, everything here will burn up. Everything here will burn up. And, you know, there are so many sorts of democles hanging over our heads in the asteroid belt that those boulders of rocks are heated to um, over one million degrees. Mm. And that's why when they, uh, when they, anywhere they land on the earth, they scorch the earth. And it has been said that uh, if an asteroid as big as uh, Lagos State lands in the Atlantic Ocean, it will just evaporate. It will just evaporate because at one million degrees, the water will just evaporate in a, in a jiffy. So, so um, the, the, the world being consumed by fire <laughs> has a lot more support in nature. Okay. Okay, Second Peter 3, oh, 6 to 7 is earlier. <laughs> For this they willfully forget that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished. Yes, I thought it was Second Peter. Being flooded with water. But, seven, but the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved, by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Yes, it's right there in Second Peter three. Thank you. So, so it's a, it's a, it's important uh, um, um, to to know that uh, if the first one came to pass, you know, then the second one is going to come to pass too. And that's why you and I can preach about the world that is going up in flames, you know, because it is by the word of God. It is not um, <clears throat> um, to frighten sinners. Like a girl told me, 
I was, she was sitting next to me um, on a flight from, I think it was Madrid to Lagos. And I was telling her about the judgment. He said, why are you frightening people? Why are you, <laughs> mm-hmm. why are you frightening people? <laughs> I said, I'm not frightening you. I'm just telling you to save, make sure that fire doesn't catch you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we have to preach the gospel. The judgment is coming. And sinners will be burnt in hellfire. That's what the Bible says. You know, uh, 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 um, some people say that we shouldn't. Uh, in fact, Billy Graham said that when he when he, he went to the crusade ground before he got saved, the, the preacher preached fire and brimstone. You know, he didn't go out. But the next time he came, he, the preacher preached on the love of Christ. So he came forward. But people respond to different things. That's right. Yes, people respond to different things. Some people will respond to, to the fire. They will respond to love. You know. So we, we must preach that gospel. That uh, the world we live in is reserved for fire. So that men and women can save themselves from the fire of God's judgment. But the covenant stands that the world will never again be destroyed with a flood because the God who promised it is faithful. And you can, I can stand up, particularly when it rains endlessly, sometimes for days. You know, you can kneel down and say, Lord, remember your covenant with all creation. It's not just man, with all creation, that you will never again destroy the world with a flood. You know, people have prayed those prayers in terms, in times of extreme rain and flooding, you know, to remind God of his covenant. That is what, that's the advantage of reading the Bible. Amen. Amen.